July 10th, 2023, and this is episode 457 of the Lost Project Podcast, a daily look inside our journey to live outside the systems of control, and it is a Monday morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is everyone doing this morning? Mobile setup, anybody in the audience, let me know if it is good or uh, everything sounds good or am I off? Um, Looks like my mic got all messed up when I when I stowed it away, the volume got changed and it's in a different place. Um, just let me know in the comments if it sounds okay, if everything looks good. good. Morning, Gingerbread Farms. How we doing? Glad you made it. Blakesley Acres. Good morning. How are you? What are we talking? Oh, all good. Thanks, Gingerbread. I appreciate it. Uh, you never know when you're traveling. We're going to have another two days in a row of setting up on the fly after we um, after we travel, because I have to break everything down to hit the road. So that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about hitting the road, getting back on the road after oh, was it four months? I think we we're four months in uh, four months in Tennessee, three months, three months in Tennessee, somewhere around there. Uh, after sitting for a while, we hit the road Saturday morning, and uh, it's been going well. It's been going well. So we'll talk about that. Uh, talk about uh, our discovery yesterday when we got to our hip camp, and I'm glad I took the advice of our hip camp host, and we uh, we found some pizzas, so we'll be talking about that. Uh, what else? Uh, yeah, pretty much the trip so far, I think, is what we will talk about today, and uh, then we'll hit the road again this morning, come to you from a new location tomorrow. So where are we today? Where are we today? Um we are near Bates City, Missouri, correct? Bates City, Missouri. Morning, Backwoods Butcher. How are we doing? How's it going, Kyle? Um, what's in the cup today in Bates City, Missouri? I have, uh, I didn't open up the GSD. Uh, I had some suggestions to open up that GSD to be highly caffeinated for the, the drives with Corey. And I chose against that and been doing one French press and open the Ethiopian Peruvian blend that I had. It's light. It's great. Uh, I enjoy it. And I'm not bouncing off the walls quite so much in the truck uh, when I got to sit. And so that's why I went with this one. And it was good choice. I enjoy it. And uh, like I usually say, you know, all the blends coming from Brian and especially the ones that I order because he knows what I enjoy to drink he uh he nails it so they are all good every uh, every bag i open so yeah find some at foodforestfarms.com morning josh how we doing how are we doing this morning uh we got a friend outside this morning so if you hear uh hear dogs freaking out if you see the camera bouncing up and down if you hear a hee-haw um winding up and uh, freaking out outside the camper we have a friend in the in the pasture next to where we're parked uh gus the donkey and he recently lost his friends so um so he might be sad 
might be sad. Corey and I hung out with him last night a little bit. Uh, we gave him a new toy. We donated one of our dog toys to him. And uh, But I heard him at quarter to five this morning getting revved up. So uh, the dogs have all seen him this morning out on their walks. And Clyde is anxiously pacing the camper trying to see him out the window. What he's going to do when he sees him, I'm not sure. Uh, Norman had a good stare down with him before uh, before he came in after his uh, morning potty break. And uh, I'm not sure they uh, understood who each other were. Like, uh, Donkey isn't huge, Gus isn't huge, and Norman is extremely big. So we were wondering if they were looking at each other going, are we the same? I think, um, well, didn't he say that the, his buddy that just died was a mini donkey? A mini donkey might have been the size of Norman. <laughs> so, anyway, we got the perfect cup question today. We have um, have history segment by Pip, and then a recap of our first two days. So, glad you're back with us on a Monday morning, and uh, feels good to be on the road again, for sure. Ah, all right, let's hit that perfect cup question, and then we will get rolling. Actually... What do you think? It's sweatshirt weather, guys. Um, went far enough north in two days to wake up to, what did you say it was, 50? Oh, low 60s. It's not that bad, but there's no humidity. So it's uh, it's actually a little uh, little chilly through, uh, through a hoodie on with the shorts, and it's about uh, perfect. Um, yeah, Pippin I says, who is this mutant kin? Yeah, I mean, the donkey's super nice, and uh, so I, I I think he's missing his friend. Corey did some research, and they I guess they bond pretty hard, and uh, just died last weekend, so probably still confused and uh, not sure what's going on. So anyway, let's get that perfect cup question and get rolling through the show. All right, it's time for the 116th edition of the Perfect Cup, a daily question and my thoughts. Join the discussion in my Telegram channel, t.me slash lotsfeed. That's t.me slash lotsfeed. Every day I post a question of the day, Sunday through Thursday. Then the following morning, I roll around and pick up the question or pick up the answers, put them on a list, and we discuss them here on the show. I start with mine, we talk about yours, and we end with Corey's. It's usually a good discussion, one way discussion with the crowd, I guess. But anyway, Perfect cup question of the day today is, what is your go-to comfort food? What is your go-to comfort food? And, you know, <laughs> it's ironic that this question showed up. And it's been going on for quite a while. This question's been in the hopper for, I think, a week or so now. Uh, Pip, the history guy. Also, also uh, submits a bunch of questions for me uh, through direct message, and he had thrown this one out there. He was having a bad day, and I uh, was just curious, was curious what everyone's comfort food was because he was headed for his at that point. And so I threw it on the list, and we got to this weekend, and I was getting ready to travel and and prepping all the questions for the week which I do usually on Saturday, Sunday, we were traveling. And I was like, oh man, I don't got a, got a bunch of time to grab questions. Hey, let me go to the list of listener submitted questions. And so right there was Pip's question. Threw it on list number one and had some other ones, threw them on the list. I got some decent ones this week, but Pip's was right there. Weird, Monday morning. It's going to be Pip's comfort food question. 
And last night we get to uh, we get to our location in Missouri and um, we get here. Our goal when we left Tennessee, since we've been searching Tennessee for the last uh, three months or so for some decent pizza, was to explore every hip camp stop locally for pizza. And we're talking up to like 30 minute drive from the location. We were willing to go and get some decent pizza because haven't been able to find any in the local area we were in Tennessee. Pizza is my comfort food. If you haven't figured that out, if you have never listened to the show, if it's the first time, um, that's my thing. And New York style pizza. I don't like Domino's. I don't like Pizza Hut. I don't like Chicago deep dish. I like thin crust New York style pizza. And it's got to be done the way that I had it when I was a kid. Now, I'm not saying that uh, I'm not saying that everybody needs to like New York style. I'm not saying that Chicago style is bad. I'm saying I don't fucking like it. I like thin, um, thin, you know, I've discussed it enough and I'll probably discuss it a little later because, hey, the hip camp host said, check this place out. We did phenomenal. I got my comfort food the night before the question of the day was, what's your comfort food? Full circle right there, right there. Last night I enjoyed some, uh, some great pizza from Station 7 in, I think it was Lee Summit. Lee Summit, Missouri. Uh, man, it was good. Had a nice little, um, a nice little Imperial Stout uh, beer while I waited for the pizza. It was fantastic. Served in five and ten ounces. And after I drank the five ounces, I was like, "There's probably a reason this stuff is served in five ounce servings." Uh, but that's good. Mine is pizza. My comfort food is pizza. Who else was in the comments? Uh, Pippinai says uh, thin crust with bacon. A uh, thin crust with pepperoni is the, the gold standard, in in my opinion. A thin crust with pepperoni. But last night when I ordered it, I ordered uh, a thin crust with pepperoni and a thin crust with pepperoni and bacon. So I feel you, Pip. I feel you. The bacon does add, add for sure. Uh, listener comments on the question of the day over at the Telegram feed. And I'm sorry, I didn't have a time to sweep the socials this morning. So if you answered on one of those, I apologize. I will try to get there before tomorrow's show. Uh, definitely because it's just a different routine. Different routine in the mornings when uh, when we're traveling like this. So first time. First time doing the show, I think, on the road uh, with the new setup where I had to set up the new boom and everything. So listener comments in uh, in the Telegram feed. Joe, um, Joe Blakesley came in right away, right away. As soon as I posted it, it said ice cream. Uh, he is a ice cream kid, I guess. I, uh, I, I take and go, I take and I come and go. I, I, uh, go through phases with uh, ice cream where I, I really crave it for a little bit and then not for a, for a long, long time. So. Yeah, I get you. I get you a good ice cream for sure. Uh, I can't do it all the time, though, but I see where you could get that. Josh, the Renegade Butcher says a good mashed potato. Uh, do you like it smooth or with lumps? Smooth or with lumps? Hmm. Huh? Josh does make really good mashed potatoes. I, uh, I got to admit, um, when we were down in Texas for Thanksgiving, we were sicker than shit. Uh, Corey and I both couldn't get out of bed. And in rolls old, um, in rolls old, uh, old Josh in the Easter egg with more food than Corey and I could have eaten in like a week. 
and the bag of mashed potatoes this guy brought us. I think that, I mean, when you're sick, mashed potatoes are the thing. They, I mean, really easy to eat. And these ones were just phenomenal. So if you're ever down in Texas and uh, in over in uh, East Texas and you need some mashed potatoes, I'll, I got a guy. I got a guy. Um, <laughs> I got a guy for you. And he just said loaded, smooth, lumpy, buttery with gravy. I just like mashed potatoes. <laughs> Dude, they were awesome. You are phenomenal at making mashed potatoes, too. Oh, all right. Uh, Golden Crickets weighed in with Chicken Devon. Chicken Devon? <laughs> I read that. Uh, there's a long-standing, um, long-standing, I don't know if it's a joke or uh, just something between Corey and I. We had Chicken Devon every Christmas at her parents' house. Uh, but it was like, it was good. It was good. It was phenomenal. But she, what would she get? The, chew, the cube chicken from, um, from Schwann's. It was... It was like this big, it was a big ordeal. It really was a big ordeal. And it was, but it was super easy that day. And that's why we did it. And it tasted great. I, uh, I had never had it before I met Corey. And I was so, I was very immersed in it every, uh, every, every Christmas. And we never had it another time of year, just on Christmas. So chicken Devon, uh, if you don't know what it is, look it up. It's uh, like chicken and broccoli and um, some other stuff. Uh, it was good. It was good. Uh, the guy that sent in the question uh, wrote me a little uh, little blurb here about why the question was submitted. He said, I could tell you about that day uh, after 28 minutes on a rant, rant and then 73-minute rant on people's actions, but you wouldn't believe it, and then a 42-minute rant after that. So he had a little bit of a rough go there for uh, looks like about an hour and a half, oh, like two and a half. Uh, he decided to order some chicken tenders from Wingstop and slowly consume them, wondering why, for fornication's sake, that he puts up with that shit. Uh, Pip's comfort food is oversized chicken tenders from uh, Wingstop. So, Pip, thanks for the question, and I'm glad uh, the wings can satisfy your anxiety or whatever is making your day bad. Uh, Kyle goes with biscuits and gravy. He says he probably cooks it at least once a week. Biscuits and gravy, biscuits and gravy. Um, Josh would make me when I get to the shop. Corey was always laughing because I would go to uh, work with Josh and he would just feed me all day. And she's like, do you guys do any work or do you just eat? And I was like, well, we work while we eat. Guys can do that. We don't have to sit down for a meal or anything. But I would walk in. Josh would make me this like boudine, boudine and gravy and biscuits. And I was like, I can't eat that. I, I just, uh, I don't, I don't think it'll be, I'm not, I don't think I'll like it. And I would take a little bite and then I would eat a little bit and the shit would blow up in my stomach and I couldn't barely, I couldn't barely touch it. It was, it was good. Like I wanted to shove more in my mouth, but like I couldn't move because it would the rice and the biscuits would blow up. Whew, biscuits and gravy for Kyle. Try some boudine and gravy. Canadian Farm said it says pasta with a meaty to homemade tomato sauce and parm. Yeah, I I've never been a huge pasta guy. Um, maybe maybe like a penne. I was never a um, a never spaghetti guy, and I think I think it was probably the ragu as a kid. Uh, I think a lot of us went through that where we're just like, nah, not for me, not for me. Uh, but I can see it for sure. The pasta, the carbs, comfort for sure. Uh, Chris Dixon says spicy hamburger macaroni cheese bake. And that just sounded good. <laughs> he wrote it last night. I was like, 
I, I got you, man. I got you. That sounds really good, actually. Uh, James says cheeseburgers, and Corey weighed in last night and said uh, hers is mac and cheese. And I must be keeping her pretty happy and stress-free because we haven't had mac and cheese in a long time. So I'm feeling good because she makes the menu. She cooks dinner. So the fact we're not having mac and cheese all the time, I think Brian's doing something right. Would you agree? She will. She agrees. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, those are the answers I had for the perfect cup question of the day. Again, the question was, what is your go-to comfort food? What is your go-to comfort food? And I will post up tomorrow's question before we hit the road today. So keep an eye out on the Telegram channel at t.me slash lots feed or on socials. And I will make sure to try to get over there tomorrow morning to grab all the answers if they come in. That's saying that they didn't give me the notification. The surefire way, the surefire way to send uh, send an answer in is that Telegram channel, t.me slash lots feed. And with that, let's get back to the main show. Oh, Josh says, now he wants mac and cheese with a side of biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Mix them all together. Mix them all together for sure. Oh, so food, that was that was good. Um, thanks, Pip, for the question. I appreciate it. And uh, with that, let's get over to history. Another Pip, uh, another Pip. This dude, this dude, I don't know what I would do without Pip, without my history segment and saving my ass with a question. So you guys should go over to DuctionCups.com and, uh, and buy some ducks or some cups. And then you can have a Plugsy of your own. Have a Plugsy. Hang out with you and drink your coffee every morning. But let's get to that lots of history. Oh, uh, July 10th. July 10th. Uh, let's see what happened in this day in history. July 10th, 1789. Alexander Mackenzie reaches the Mackenzie River Delta. The Mackenzie River flows through the vast, thickly populated region of forest and tundra entirely within the Northwest Territories of in Canada. Although its many tributaries reach into five other Canadian provinces and territories. Pip's notes, Expedition Overland Channel had me thinking about overlanding years ago. I still haven't used that dang rooftop tent I bought a month before the vid virus. I look at it more as a novelty item now. Rooftop, rooftop, um, rooftop tent isn't horrible. Rooftop tent, uh, you should check that out. Uh, let's see, July 10th, 1997, in London, scientists scientists report the findings of the DNA analysis of a Neanderthal skeleton, which supports the out of Africa. Oh, which supports the out of Africa theory of human evolution, placing Africa Eve at one hundred thousand to two hundred thousand years ago. Pips notes: We can't be wrong. We already have the book deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody posted a picture. Um, might have been a meme. I don't know which group it was in. I saw, but about these the huge axe heads they found in England, and they were like, "Why are they so big?" <laughs> well, um, maybe because you didn't write history properly. Uh, this day, July tenth, two thousand two, at South at uh, auction. P Peter Paul Rubens painting "The Massacre of the Innocents" is sold for. 
49.5 million pounds, which is uh, $76.2 million to Lord Thompson. Pip's notes, the painting looks like a half orgy and half people fumbling over each other and a dude about to spike a baby. Uh, art, I guess. Uh, let's see. Half orgy, half people fumbling over each other. Pip's never been to an orgy. <laughs> an orgy is just people fumbling all over each other. Uh, Pip side notes, 2002's U.S. dollar value of 76.2 million would be 128.818 million in 2023 U.S. dollars. Look at that inflation, folks. Almost, uh, what is that, 25% increase? Wait, 128 minus 76 equals 52. The dollar value from 2002 to 2023 is $52 million increase. I mean, money printers go burr and all, but in 20 years, yeah, Pip, I was just noticing that strange, um, that strange increase myself there. Uh, let's see, July 10th, 2007, Erden Uruk begins the first solo human-powered circumnavigation of the world. Guinness World Records has officially recognized Uruk for the first solo circumnavigation of the globe using human power on the journey that lasted five years, 11 days, 12 hours, and 22 minutes. Pip's notes, holy rowboat, dude went around the world in a rowboat. Rowboat, for sure. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, July 10th, 2012, the Episcopal Church USA allows the same-sex marriage Pip's notes, attempted sarcasm. Oh, boy. Those same humans who shortchanged that non-cash tip after the Sunday brunch will, with family that follows their church. Judge thy neighbor. Gotta laugh at it. <laughs> oh. Pip says, uh, Pip says I could skip this because uh, no bad juju vibes on a Monday, but... Uh, Hey guys, you want to know what uh, what these televangelist assholes are worth? <laughs> anyway, Pip says a quick Google search says televangelist net worth reports these findings. <coughs> <coughs> you boys want to make some money? Let's start a church. Uh, televangelist Pat Robertson's net worth is one hundred million dollars. Joel Olstein, that fucking choderhead, his uh, his net worth is eighty million dollars, and old Benny Hinn. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor to the tune of $60 million for smacking people on the head and making them fall over. Hmm. And there's plenty more on that list, but let's move on. This day in uh, July 20th, or July 20th, <laughs> excuse me, July 10th, 2019, the last Volkswagen Beetle rolls off the line in Puebla, Mexico. The last of the 5,961 special edition cars will be exhibited in a museum. Hey, punch bug red, no punch backs. Pips notes, puts lighter down. Yo, with a few generations, punch buggy won't be known. I repeat, punch buggy will soon be forgotten. Pip stares off into the distance. All those road trips. <laughs> Pip has a side note. I already have three vehicles and no garage. I do need another project car. Um, yes. Okay, hear me out. A, a reverse-mounted Hemi that has a Hellcat supercharger that's reverse-mounted in a VW Bug. 
front wheel drive, rear mounted engine, VW bug with 700 horsepower <laughs> for an all wheel drive. Jesus, Pip. Pip, uh, did you uh, did you score some new lettuce this weekend? Happy birthday. Let's talk birthdays. July 10th, 1856. Nikola, Nikola Tesla, Serbian-American physicist and engineer. Tesla's diary contains just one comment on what happened at the end of his employment. A note he scrawled across the two page, pages covering 7 December 1884 to 4th of July or 4th of January 1885, saying goodbye to the Edison Machine Works. Pips notes, how does one have a small note that describes Tesla? Yeah. Happy birthday, Nicola. Happy birthday. July 10th, 1891, Edith Quimby, American medical researcher and physicist. And uh, Mayor Quimby's, mm, that would be her grandmother probably. Her work involved developing diagnostic and therapeutic applications of x-rays. One of her main concerns was protecting both those handling the radioactive material and making sure that those being treated were given the lowest dose necessary. Pips notes, Quimby received many awards for her work throughout her career and participated in several scientific societies. The following year, she was awarded the Gold Medal of Radiology Science Society of North America for which for work which placed every radiologist in her debt. Well, she made it so people didn't get sick getting x-rays. That's a pretty good idea. On uh, July 10th, 1914, Joe Schuster, Canadian-American illustrator, co-creator of Superman, Canadian-American comic book artist best known for co-creating the DC comic character Superman, with Jerry Siegel and action in Action Comics number one, cover dated June 1938. Schuster modeled the hero on Douglas Fairbanks Sr. and modeled his best bespeckled alter ego Clark Kent on a combination of Harold Lloyd and Schuster himself with the name Clark Kent, derived from the movie stars Clark Gable and Kent Taylor. Lois Lane was modeled after Joanne Carter and model a model hired by Schuster. She later married co-creator Jerry Siegel in 1948. Wow. Siegel and, Schuster origin, Siegel and Schuster's orig, origins as children of Jewish immigrants is also thought to have influenced their work. Pip's note, possible question of the day, which comic strip superhero or villain would you be? That might end up on the list, Pip. You never know. This day, July 10th, 1920, Owen Chamberlain, American physicist and academic, Nobel Prize laureate, an American physicist who shared with... Emilio Sergei, the Nobel Prize in Physis, Physics for Discovery of Antiproton and Subatomic Antiparticle. Pip's notes, exhales, subatomic, that's like really small, right? <laughs> Pip holds up index and thumb and looks at Owen's photo on Wiki. I squish your head. <laughs> what? I really think Pip might have got some new lettuce before he wrote this. 1921, Eunice. Kennedy Shriver, American activist, co-founder of the Special Olympics. In June 1963, Kennedy Shriver started a day camp called Camp Shriver with children with intellectual and physical disabilities at her home in Potomac, Maryland, Potomac. Uh, Special Olympics competitions are held every day all around the world, including local, national, and regional competitions, adding up to more than 100,000 events a year. Pips notes, a sister of U.S. President John F. Kennedy, U.S. Senators Robert F. Kennedy and Edward Kennedy, Rosemary Kennedy, and the U.S. Ambassador to Ireland, Jean Kennedy Smith, 
sister-in-law to Jacqueline Kennedy, as well as the mother-in-law of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <sighs> she was married to Sergeant Shriver, who was the United States ambassador to France and was one of the two Democrat nominees for vice president of the United States in 1972. Man, the leadership in this country is so fucking incestual. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, especially when you start diving in uh, way up the family trees. Who died today? Who kicked it off? July 10th, 1851, Louis Dongdray, French photographer and physicist, invented the... Yeah. This is the, the whatever it was. I can't... I don't know how to pronounce that, and it has way too many R's in the middle. Uh, he was the... Boys, hear that? <laughs> this is the first, first publicly available photographic process. It was widely used during the 1840s and 1850s. Also refers to an image created through this process. Pips notes, the written contract drawn up between... Um... Oh, Jesus, he says the names get worse. All right, we're going to go down. Uh, this day, July 10th, 1954... Yeah, uh, Italian mob boss Vizzini. Vizzini was considered to be one of the most influential and legendary mafia bosses of the Sicily after World War II until his death in 1954. In the media, he was depicted as the boss of bosses, although such a position does not exist in the loose structure of the Cosa Nostra. Loose structure. Uh huh. Pips notes movie idea you all need to see the early years a photo of don cor carlo's dress attire a young dude being a smart ass about sat set attire and winds up getting whacked or is it off yeah this day july 10th 1989 mel blanc american voice actor he became known worldwide for his work in the golden age of american animation as the voices of check this out Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, Elmer Fudd, and before and after Arthur Q. Brian voiced Elmer, and even during Brian's lifetime. Tweety, Sylvester, Yosemite Sam, Foghorn, Loghorn, the Tasmanian Devil, and numerous other characters from Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies theatrical cartoons. That list is ridiculous of the people that he voiced. He later voiced characters for Hanna-Barbera Television, including... Barney Rubble and Dino on the Flintstones, Mr. Spacely on the Jetsons, Secret Squirrel on the Adam Ant Secret Squirrel Show, and the title character of Speed Buggy and Captain Caveman on Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels and the Flintstone Kids. It sounds like the dude is responsible for most of the child the cartoons we saw as kids, referred to as the man of a thousand voices. He is regarded as one of the most influential people in the voice acting industry and is one of the greatest voice actors of all time. Pip says, good morning. Uh, and Renegade Butcher says, dat ass. I'm not. I'm wondering if he's seeing Corey's or the one outside. <laughs> oh, no. July 10th, July 10th 1993. Sam, uh, Sam Rolf, American screenwriter and producer, most of Rolf's subsequent career was spent in television where he created and was part of the writing staff on the highly regarded Western series, Have Gun, Will Travel, and most famously, The Man from UNCLE. When Ian Fleming was unable to continue development of the uncle concept, producer Norman Felton approached Rolf, who was 
at the time working on the 11th hour. <laughs> Rolf wrote the pilot for Uncle, the Vulcan Affair, and came up with the Uncle acronym. Pips notes he died of a heart attack in 1993, age 69, after collapsing while playing tennis. He was survived by his wife, Hilda, and two children. Oh, July 10th, 2022, Maurice Boucher, American or Canadian outlaw biker. In, 2020, in 2002, Boucher was convicted of ordering the murders of two Quebec prison officers in an effort to destabilize the Quebec justice system. He was sent to serve three life sentences at Canada's only supermax prison in St. Anna des Plaines. St. Anna des Plaines. <laughs> Jesus. While in, while in prison there, Boucher served several survived several assassination attempts motivated by his infamy, and he was placed in special unit of the prison to isolate him. Pips notes on July 10th, 2022, La Presse reported that Boucher died while receiving palliative care for throat cancer. He was 69 years old. Boucher had two children. Yeah, I'm not. Alexander Morgot and Francois Boucher who have also been involved in organized crime. Interesting. Holidays. Wyoming has statehood day. Wyoming is the least populous state, despite being the 10th largest by area with the second lowest population density after Alaska. Pips notes, what did Delaware, Idaho, Alaska, wait. <laughs> this day in 1973, oh, started in 1973. The Bahamas celebrates Independence Day from, you guessed it, the United Kingdom. Christopher Columbus was the first European to see the island making his first landfall in the New World in 1492 when he landed on the island of San Salvador. Later, the Spanish ship, the Spanish ship, the native Lucrayans to the enslave them on Hispaniola, after which the Bahama Islands were most mostly deserted from 1513 to 1648. Nearly all the Baham Bohemians, having been forcefully removed for enslavement or having died of diseases that Europeans brought to the islands. Pips notes, I recall many people bragging about taking a cruise to the Bahamas. A Florida dude would wager a few sats that those name, those same cruise ship Karens would boycott something like this if they didn't involve their pleasure cruise destination. Pips side notes, sail with ironic sphere. We celebrate wiping out the indigenous and making a hotel resort. <laughs> good call. <laughs> good call, Bip. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Mm -hmm. It is also Nikola Tesla Day. Tesla's birthday, <laughs> not or in in one case, both the day itself and the week leading up to it, is officially celebrated as a holiday in various parts of the world. In Serbia, the 10th of July is celebrated as National Day of Science. In Croatia, it's called Nikola Tesla Day. In Niagara Falls, Canada, it's named the Day of Nikola Tesla. In autonomous province of, yeah, in Serbia, the local association of teachers also officially celebrates 10th of July as the day of Nikola Tesla through its practice. The celebration lasts the seven days from July 4th to July 10th. Pip's childhood notes being, Chip's, Pip's childhood notes being inside the government indoctrination camps. I don't recall being taught anything about this Tesla dude inside the camps. Yeah, yeah, you didn't hear many uh, many Tesla names mentioned, um, and uh, lots of Edison, lots of Edison for sure. 
Outside of that, this day has been kind of boring in history. Oh, how about give me a little, give a little bit, give a little bit of duck to you. Bum, 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 bum. Maybe not. Anyway, get back to Monday, humans. Pip with Duction Cup recommending you duck long and prosper. Pip, man, you got to really, you got to work on these. Thanks, Pip. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed the history segment that Pip's all puts all the time into, go check out DuctionCups.com. Pick up some ducks, pick up some cups. Let's get back to the comments. Let's see. Let's see. Um, mm, mm, mm. Oh, wow. Uh, Pip says he was hungry after we had the discussion. He says he has Jerry. His duck is next to him. It's not on his cup like Plugsy. Uh, Gingerbread Farm says he has Crusher. He's becoming quite the service dog, and he's considering a canine academy. Might not be a bad uh, bad thing. Those Huskies have huge drive, so... Uh, if the defiance can get, uh, I think they aren't they quite defiant. Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Josh says that's his kind of painting. Uh, meat church. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you to give me all your money. Thanks, backwoods butcher. Tax exempt. <laughs> oh my God! And then Josh rolls in with that ass. Pip says, morning, Corey. And Renegade Butcher says, morning, Corey. I was talking about the donkey, though. Backwoods Butcher says, good morning, Lori. Corey, damn it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Renegade Butcher says, I can't be blamed for you reading a late comment. Don't do me like that. <laughs> um... Jeepers like it duction style, Backwood says. Um, Pip says that's the best idea. I think he thinks of an idea. I say them out loud and he realizes they are bad and tries something else. Thanks. Thanks. I'm your guinea pig. Uh, Backwood says Jeepers like it duction style. And Renegade Butcher says new duction cup theme song. Ducks so good. Come on, baby. Make your ducks suck so good. <laughs> Oh, God, this is uh, 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 Monday morning for sure, for sure. How's everybody's weekend? Uh, we didn't really have a weekend. We uh, we hit the road on Saturday morning. We are on our way up to South Dakota, spend a little time, take care of some residency things, take care of some uh, car, vehicle registrations, Um Let's see. James is wondering what happens when you wire a capacitor and inductor uh, and inductor in. I'm saying, I'm guessing that's in parallel. Would it continually discharge itself in a circle? Is that like a, a Tesla, a, a Tesla um, perpetual power concept? Uh, so we. We uh, packed up Saturday morning, heading to South Dakota. We've decided that we uh, we enjoyed the moving when we moved from Texas 
actually when we moved from Tennessee, when we launched, when we moved from Tennessee to Texas, we moved once a week. We would drive one day in the weekend, have the other to recover. Corey worked full time during the mornings. So we would get, we would stay put. Gingerbread says Tesla coil. Ah, yeah. Mm. You got to catch me in the middle of a show, man. <laughs> so uh, we would travel. Then we'd sit down for a week. We would travel the following Saturday. We would have Sunday to uh, figure out if we had internet, um, if things were going to work for things were going to work for uh, the show, for Corey, for everything. And then we would set up shop. We would stay for the week. We wouldn't get a whole lot of stuff out, so packing up on Saturday to take off was easy. We could really pre-pack um, Friday night, this and that, because we didn't, like I said, we didn't pull out a whole lot of stuff. So when we sat down in Texas for the winter for four months, we enjoyed it, but we realized that we didn't want to sit that long. And um, we didn't think, we didn't think for sure. So we sat there, we enjoyed the winter. It was fantastic. We didn't have a whole lot of plans. We were trying to figure out some things. So we sat a little longer than we preferred. And then we traveled up to Tennessee. When we were traveling to Tennessee, we did the same pattern of travel, sit for a week, travel, sit for a week. And it worked for us. We, it could, you kind of have to figure out what works for your travel style, your, your workload, that kind of thing. And... So we would do that. Um, we did that. We got to Tennessee. Like I said, we've been there since um, what was that? Like late late April or uh, was it April? We got there. I think eh, I'll have to look it up. But uh, yeah, I think late April, May, June. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Three four months we've been there. Again, maybe a little too long. Maybe not. Uh, we enjoy the site. It's uh, it's definitely affordable. It's a it's a good site. Other than the dog walks, I think. Other than the dog walks, it's uh, it's very nice. Uh, but um, yeah, we had to make this trip. We're trying to figure out what we want to do. We're trying to figure out the balance between spending money just to travel, or sitting down and traveling when we get the itch. This trip needed to happen. We need to take care of our residency stuff, our vehicle registration, all that kind of thing. Uh, so we're taking this loop. We plan the loop up through South Dakota and then back down through Wyoming, Colorado, uh, across uh, hit Oklahoma. We're, we're touching the edges of these states uh, just so we can cross them off our map. Cheesy, yes, pretty cheesy. But when we spend a night in a state, we get to mark it off the map. And I think we get to drop like seven um seven seven states i think on this trip six states more off our map um and so we took off on saturday when you pack up and leave after being stationary for three months it's way different than a week so i tried to do as much as i can ahead of time like I did the stuff I could. I greased the wheel bearings. I did the I did the rooftop inspection, kind of uh, maintenance stuff. But when it comes to packing things up, when you're out that long, like I had, throughout the time you're there, things get shifted, things get rearranged, things get pulled out that uh, don't get pulled out when you're only going to be for a week. Like our rugs, we don't have our rugs out today. 
Um, depending on the site we pulled into, even for a week, we wouldn't pull our, our outside rugs out that go under like our steps and the dog ramp. And we didn't, so we had those out when we were parked for a long time. We got a shower. We kind of functioned in the back of the truck, pulled things out. We, uh, we hauled some things. So we had to pull other things out. We had the, our wood tote in and out, stuff like that. So we, um, we, we're going to have to put all that stuff away. <sighs> the problem was when I went to do it on Friday, I would have had to break everything down. I would have had to break everything down to start putting it away. A lot of the stuff that we had, um, a lot of the stuff that we had out was in use was the stuff that would go in the farthest back of the pickup bed. So basically if I pre-packed the truck and pre-packed the garage of the camper on Saturday, I would have to pull everything back out and then put it all back in again when I had the stuff that went in the back. Because it all goes, when you own, when you have everything you own with you, it all has a place. Well, if its place is in the the front, the dry, the, the, the front of the truck, end of the cat, the bed. So the farthest in, the first thing in when you would be packing it, you kind of have to wait till it's available to put it in there. So I had to wait till Saturday morning, which wasn't a big deal. Corey and I, Corey and I both understood that the first day out of, um, after sitting that long is, uh, it takes a while to get going. Like it takes quite a bit of time, but we were going to a campsite we'd already been to. We knew it. We had been into it multiple times. We knew that getting in and parking was easy. Um, things like that. So we were comfortable with a little longer drive, a little later start, this and that. So we get up on Saturday morning. We get kicking around pretty early. Uh, it was supposed to rain later in the morning, like 10, 11. We were hoping to be on the road by then. So we start packing up. Inside was pretty clean. Corey had some stuff uh, so to put away and rearrange inside. That was stuff could have all been done early. Uh, and then I went outside and I started breaking things down, packing things up. Um, and it started raining. Just sprinkling, which it had been for a while. Uh, the, the It was so humid in Tennessee. It was like, it was this weird, uh, you'd walk. And you know that feeling when it's super humid and you walk and you just sweat. Um, and this was like a walk and you sweat, but you would also accumulate moisture out of the air. And every once in a while, you just feel raindrops. Just random little raindrops coming out of the air. And the sky might be crystal blue or cloudy. I don't think it was coming out of the clouds. I think it was just uh, uh, accumulating out of the sky and dropping out. So this is kind of the weather we were. I was packing up in. And so things were damp. And then it started sprinkling. And I was like, ah, I kept working. And then it just started downpouring. Everything is out. Everything that I need to pack up is sitting out and getting soaking wet. And I'm just like all right, let's do this. I go inside. I couldn't, I couldn't work. It got so, it rained so hard. It was just, it didn't make sense to be out there working. So it's, what was it, about an hour? I think it rained pretty heavy. Eventually it, it died down enough. I could get out and start packing things up. It took a good four hours. I think it was about four hours before we were packed up and, and rolling out. I think when we packed up yesterday to leave, it took us about 25 minutes. So that's the difference between just an overnight stay and staying for three to four months. 
so we hit the road. It was a really smooth drive on uh, on the first day. It was long, like I said, but uh, for sure we got to our site and it uh, was as expected. We knew what we were getting into. Easy, easy, uh, backed into our spot, hooked up, set up. We were the only ones there. We were excited. Corey and I were sitting around having uh, some evening relaxation time. And uh, in rolls a schoolie, like right by our door. We were parked by the the, the road, an easy in and out spot. <clears throat> we thought we were going to be the only ones there that night. So we're sitting there looking out uh, out our windows, and we were like basically on the road. And all of a sudden, the school bus drives by with a big, big uh, a wooden like home door for the, the school bus door. We're like, what the? And it rolls into the campsite, whips a shitty, backs into this other spot. And we're like, huh, okay. Didn't think anything of it. I was just kind of done for the day. We sat in here. We saw them walk around. It was a family. Uh, we saw that they had four bikes on the back. I was like, okay, well, it's a family, unless they need two bikes apiece for the two adults. Uh, and so we didn't think much of it. They kind of wandered around. We saw them. I didn't really interact with them. Uh, and so we go to bed. I get up to take a piss at like, oh, it was like 10 o'clock. And I walk out the camper and I was... Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I got up at like 10 something. Like, you know when you fall asleep and you're super asleep and you wake up and you're confused and you're out of sorts? Well, try moving <laughs> locations. I'm like wandering around in the camper trying to unlock the door to go out to take a piss. And I walk out the camper, which is not unusual. And I, I turn around to take a piss and there's like lights going everywhere like white lights there's red lights like my eyes are kind of still adjusting what the fuck is going on somebody had pulled in in the dark and was setting up a tent tent a couple and they had headlamps on but they were like wrestling with the tent so their arms were like flashing in front of the headlamp and the lights were kind of and their heads were moving their truck lights were on and I was like all confused. I didn't know what the hell, um, what the hell was going on. Gingerbread says some schoolies are nice, most are ghetto. I didn't look inside. This one, the outside was um, meh, meh. I mean, it looked like it was definitely home done for sure. Uh, but it was nice. I mean, those people were—they seemed nice. When they pulled out the next day. I saw that they had a Instagram and Facebook handle on their thing. And I was like, Oh shit, we should have gone over and talked to them. Uh, so I looked them up, followed them <laughs> wrestling back with says wrestling. No, they were, they were wrestling with it. It wasn't up yet. If they were having uh, intimate relations, it was on top of the tent. They were struggling greatly to put it up. Uh, but anyway, Corey reminded me here while I was talking about that. When we rolled into our first site there, uh, backed in, getting everything set up. We all have, we both have our routines. One of them is Corey comes in and starts opening up and fills the Berkey and gets that processing because we lose all that time during the day. Um, and she comes in, she flips the water. She's like, the water's not working. She's like, do you have to turn? Is there something else you need to turn on? And like, I'm over this day already at this point. It's just been long. Um, the morning was our, blah, I just got over it. And I was just like, I can't deal with anything else. I come in, turn the faucet, nothing. The light's on. The power's on. I go under the sink. I'm kind of poking around. And a wire had fallen out, had vibrated out one of the connections. So it's a DC pump. So it just came off the pin. 
problem was I couldn't tell where the, where it came from. I hadn't installed that pump. I had a similar pump, actually the same pump out in the car or in the truck, but I had to unpack everything to get that out. Get an idea where it was, still poking around, trying to feel where this plugs in. Couldn't figure it out. Couldn't get my head in there to grab it, to look where it goes. Couldn't get my phone in because the jackasses mounted the pump, so you couldn't access it. So I ended up having to unbolt the pump and pick up and turn it and figure out where this plugged in, got it plugged in, pump comes on. I'm like, really? Bolt it all the way back in. That is a project for when we get back to Tennessee and we're sitting for a long time. I didn't feel like dealing with it that night, but I am turning that pump for better access. It's just horrible. The hole that I have to climb in, I think it was made for like a five-year-old child to, to fit in, to work in. Uh, I couldn't get both arms in there at the same time from further than like an elbow. So that sucked. That sucked. Um, Gingerbread Farm says marriage test back in a trailer. Oh, we're we're good. Um, we we understand that uh, that that doesn't go well sometimes. And we're very, very efficient at it. I'm not saying we're good at it. We just don't kill each other over it. Well. Maybe at some points I'm just like, get the fuck out of the car and I'm going to do it. But that takes a long, 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 long time. She's really good. Uh, it doesn't get to that point. Usually the point that that happens is when we're getting stuck. Right? Yeah. <laughs> if we're getting stuck or she, uh, there has been some pretty, there was one tight situation where she was nervous that uh, she was going to hit. And I was like, ah, I just got to do it. Just got to do it. So anyway, she does great. And uh, I direct her. So I think that's, I think that might be the difference. I see a lot of um, the couple, couples struggling when the wife is directing and the husband is driving. Maybe it's just the, maybe it's just a communication difference or I don't know, maybe we just work well together, but yeah, I don't mind. Got that. Uh, got that. Uh, Josh says, "What solder a wiring harness to it so you can just plug in a pigtail and wire the same pigtail to the backup pump. That's what's uh, that's what's on the backup pump is uh, is a pigtail. So I'll probably end up doing that. I was probably just putting it off until I had to swap the pump because it's a, such a pain in the ass to work under there. One of those things. One of those things. Yeah." It's, uh, it's going to be an easy swap when I have to swap them. So I'll probably just pre-engineer that. Uh, uh, yeah. K-Bong says the same thing, a remote access connector on the pain in the ass placement machine components. Yeah, this one, man, I don't even know how it, it came out. It just must have been vibration for forever. But yeah, I was just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> anyway, it was good, though, because we traveled to our next site. It was a long day. It was easy packing up, getting here. Uh, I don't think we had any issues yesterday. Uh, just we got a little bitchy. At each, I got a little bitchy at Corey because uh, she got a little close to the edge of the road. I apologize. You knew exactly what you were doing, and you are the best driver ever and the most beautiful wife, and you take care of me, and I, I am forever in your debt for... Um, questioning your ability to get out of that road. I love you. 
Oh, so yeah, we got out. It was a little tight. The roads at this campsite were tight and I was just a little cranky maybe. And uh, I told her that she was overcompensating. Something I do quite often. So anyway, we got on the road. It was smooth drive, uh, mostly highway. We pulled into our site. Beautiful site to set up. Uh, you heard Gus the donkey this morning. He was cool to play with. And uh, we gave him a toy. We gave him one of uh, our boys' jolly balls, the big uh, big rubber ball with a rope in it. He doesn't seem too interested in it yet. Hopefully he plays with it. Uh, but we were looking for pizza. We asked the hip camp host. They obliged with a recommendation. It was about 25 minutes away. We, um, I looked into it. The, the male, the guy that greeted us gave us a couple options. I looked into it. We chose one. He talked to his wife. His wife actually contacted me and said, hey, try this one instead. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to do. And, um, and it, uh, and so I picked one and I'm glad we did. We picked a great, great place. The pizza is great. You can see the boxes up over my shoulder there. Um, there's leftover. I got plenty. Uh, when I sat down and I saw the pizza, we got extra. It was great. I appreciate the suggestion. That was a nice comforting end to the two days. We got two more days to travel. We usually travel one day in a row, two at most, four in a row is going to be a little bit of a, it'll be a stretch, but we got a short one today. I think we're only going like uh, less than 200 miles today. So nice short day for us. Um, and back with you tomorrow. Tinfoil Tuesdays tomorrow. Hopefully, while I'm traveling, I have cell signal and I can uh, I can look up the Tinfoil Tuesday uh, topic. If you got a topic for that you'd like Tinfoil Tuesday, you can drop it in the Telegram chat or email me info at thelotsproject.com. Um, K Bong says he loves to rewarm pizza in the cast iron. Huh? Corey says we've done that. I loved it too. Sure. <laughs> I usually eat it cold. That's the thing. Uh, a good pizza, you can eat cold. That is one of the key components of a, a good New York style. Uh, they were talking earlier about the crust test, the drip test on the plate. Oh, that was in the group. That was in the group. Uh, the fold test on the pizza, you can fold it. It cracks on the bottom, but doesn't break all the way through. Uh, the drip test, you can fold it. You hold it like this, and you get a couple of drips of pepperoni oil or uh, a grease from the cheese it'll drip off but it won't pile off it doesn't make a huge it doesn't like run off drip 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 real slow just the right amount it's perfect it's perfect that way when it's cold it solidifies it doesn't it's not nasty it's not super greasy it just soaks into the crust and it's perfect gingerbread say it's shark bite on the pumps for quick swaps yeah yeah i do i have um i have shark bite connectors with me for blowouts or leaks for sure and anything upgraded will goes to shark bites like when i cut out the water for the toilet uh that's all shark bite connectors um covering those ends and things so shark bite is perfect all right guys yeah kyle says he's heading out to kill cows i just looked and we're at 59 minutes i gotta wrap up uh get this all this process close up the shop today and get on the road Different schedule, guys. Different schedule for sure. But tomorrow we will be back. Item of the day today real quick is the manual coffee, coffee grinder I use every day. It's a generic one. Uh, the name changes, but the product st stays the same. I uh, sent one to James recently, and he was messing around. You can hook this to a cordless drill. You should check out, uh, you should check out Gingerbread Farms 
uh, YouTube, he threw up a video uh, putting his DeWalt drill on the coffee grinder. Says it's uh, half a dozen, uh, one, six, one, half a dozen, the other, whether it's uh, going to save you anything. But I guess if you had to do a big pile of coffee. But the thing works. It works. It's great. It's cheap enough uh, that you can grab one, give it a try. If you don't want to do the manual hand grinding, I get it. I get it. I love doing it, and it's part of my coffee ritual, and it isn't a bother every morning. So check it out. Review for that is in the video description and the audio notes. Also a link to Amazon to grab one. Even if you don't need a manual coffee grinder, but you got to pick up some stuff on Amazon today, please use our links to get into Amazon. It just gets you into our tracking system and uh, gives us a little kickback on anything you buy. With Prime coming up this week, I'll be throwing my link everywhere. So, uh, or Amazon Prime Days, excuse me. Uh, I will be throwing the link out there. If you got to do Prime shopping this week, please, please use the link. Every little bit helps. Other than that, Dwight Heck interview tonight will be pre-recorded. It's already pre-recorded. It will be aired tonight. Check it out. Dwight Heck of Give a Heck Financial. It was an interesting conversation. Dude's a pretty uh, intense guy. And uh, has had an interesting life and a uh, big change, big change about halfway through. So check it out. Check it out tonight. Dwight Heck uh, interview on lots to talk about. Other than that, guys, it's uh, it's after seven. So we got to get wrapped up. Corey isn't sitting here with her laptop to remind me that it's time to close the show and her to go to work. But anyway, if you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find it at thelotsproject.com or on Noster, Telegram, YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Rumble, and Instagram. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys, and we will catch up with you tomorrow.